Hello and Happy New Year and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast, the first one of 2019. I say the first one of 2019, there's a good chance it might be the second one, depends on the order we put them out in, so apologies <laughs> if, if I'm terribly wrong. Could uh, even be the third one, but I think we know which one that one is. Might, yeah, might as well might as well start the year as we mean to go on. Factually inaccurate. I'm Andy Brown, at Clinical Andy on Twitter, and joining me today, as ever, is the lovely, I feel like I need to toss a coin now, because the last time I introduced you, one of you got the hump as to who went first. So, um, Dr. Matthew Holt, how are you? I'm good. How's everybody out there? Yeah, they're great. Uh, and the superb Ali Cornwolf. Hello. Hello. I, w- I would ask how everyone is, but they can't respond, so that's the shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us. Yeah. How are you doing? Nice. <laughs> nice when it goes live, you just hear someone going, yeah, we're fine. Uh, okay, so we're here today to talk about, we, we decided to just, in the first few days of January, look at some of the games we really enjoyed in 2018. It's not necessarily the best games it's not necessarily our games of the year but they're they're three that really really piqued our interest i suppose yeah yeah so starting off today we're going to talk about hitman 2 unsurprisingly yes i can hear lots of you going that's no shock at all oh right yeah (laughs) what a surprise our number one most talked about topic over the last three years yeah (laughs) and again and essentially only because there hasn't been any new decent metal gear release that's very true yeah um yep what do you expect? We're a podcast that's named after a Metal Gear Solid trope. We are going to talk about fun stealth games. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Uh, so Hitman Two, I suppose. Where do where do we start? Really? Who's um, who's got any thoughts on uh, on where we begin? Well, I guess it was a. Would you say it was a surprise to us all that? Not only was it announced, but released in the same. It was. It was definitely a surprise to me that it was a. It was announced yeah. and released. Was it this six year. months, maybe nine, from release to from well, was, from announced to release? It was announced in March, and they announced the release date at the time they announced it. So yeah. March to November, and it so didn't slip months. at all. No slippage. No, nope. and I, I strongly suspect they had a lot of it ready anyway. Yeah. Um, but after they went through the whole. Uh, buying themselves out and finding a new publisher and that kind of thing. Uh, I think that obviously took the time. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was quite clear. I think that it was all all kind of ready to lead into that season two yeah. that they were building up to. And yeah, it was just it was actually good to hear of an announcement and something coming so quickly because usually we're sat around for years, aren't we? Yeah, teased yeah. footage and everything else. But actually, no, they they brought it they kept the hype going they built it over the the eight months and and then we it came out i think it's a, a testament to them really and i think they had to make an impact after the the drama with square enix and finding a new publisher with with warner brothers it's it's polished it's it's a polished game it's an improvement on the first one it's not a dramatic improvement on the first one but it's it's tweaks and iterations and it's it's just nicely done. I think the the one thing that really interested me was some of the fan reaction to the cutscenes of all things. Oh, because it's kind of like a, a a painting, would you say? Almost. I think some people have described yeah. it as like a PowerPoint presentation, which I think is a little bit no. disingenuous. Yeah, I, don't know. I think at the end of the day, you don't need you don't always need a cutscene. Let's be fair; in, there are some games out there where a cutscene will happen and you can't skip it. And what do you do? You go and make a cup of tea, you check social media, because you do just wander off and do different things. It depends how invested you are in the game. 
yeah. and you do tend to just listen. And I think I think this is this is it. And it comes back to and I I really I really hate this, but this whole thing about oh it's it's, it's ruined my immersion, my sense of immersion mm. in the game. And you're like it's a it's a pre rendered cutscene. Really, how immersive is it? Like watching a film. I I don't know how true this is, but what I'd heard was basically all the pre-rendered cutscenes and facial animation had been done by a separate studio in that were part of Square, right? Which is why I, it was either that reason as to why they couldn't carry it over into the Hitman Two, or basically Square funded all of that part of it, that aspect of it. So IOI uh-huh. had done the development right. of the game and everything else, and then they got to yeah. that bit where they, they couldn't afford to do the facial capture and everything else. Okay. So you'll notice that all the all the cutscenes don't have people kind of face on talking for that reason. I, again, I don't know. That's that's what I've read on the internet, and take it with as big a pinch of salt as you want to, really. But it it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It it ties in. Although, to be perfectly honest, I'd I'd rather, especially with this type of game, I'd rather they focused on the levels rather than the cutscenes. Anyway, thing for me is though the style really works. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's really. I actually quite like it. I kind of prefer it because everybody else is doing fully pre-rendered, you know, beautiful cutscenes with lovely facial capture, and and actually this stands out. So I just I don't get the the backlash to that. It's like it just so strikes me that people have got to have something to bitch about. Yeah, it's nice. That it's something different. It's something you tend to see on lower budget games, which is where people might be coming from. Not saying that it's done cheaply. But to put a picture and then animate certain elements, like it doesn't move, but there could be the the smoke off a cigarette, kind of going up and and different things like that and glowing and, and whatnot. I, I think it works really well. It's like I say, it's different. You don't you don't need full on videos, do you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess the people's argument is, well, we expect it to be bigger and better in the second game, but then you know the gameplay is bigger and better. Look at the level design. Look at the you know look at some of the st- Dunning, what's the word I'm just groping for? <laughs> just well, I, th- I think the the complexities of the levels are just mm. so much more impressive. And every level now seems to be have different zones yeah. and different, mm. you know, different areas where you have kind of different threat levels. You know, from crowds to you know hostile areas to um, you know much tighter areas where there's there's less freedom of movement. The, the levels are just really well planned out in that respect, I think, in that you, you can move from one zone to another and the way you have to play within one level changes. Yeah, yeah. And none of the, the levels are flat either. There's so much verticality between even something as basic as Miami, which is just a race, and you can go into the underground car park to go under the track and then the de- level of buildings and... Oh, yeah, and actually, yeah, the, the finding, even, even after I'd put in you know, hours and hours into that Miami level and, and up my mastery to to pretty much maximum. Even then I found a shortcut of a pipe that I hadn't known was there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd known about this earlier. There's all all sorts in it. And um, I mean, you, you even say Miami, but even the first level in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot to that, despite it being initially just a sand dune, and a brief tutorial and a house. There's, yeah. there's a load going on. So there's been a lot new in this in this game um, compared to the, the first one. They've added quite a lot of bits, but a lot of it is quite subtle. Um, there's not it's not groundbreaking with a lot of it, but it's new for for Hitman. So what have you guys found the best new element 
to Hitman 2. We said earlier on that it it, it wasn't a vast change mm. to the last game. But I think I think he's right. They they've tweaked the game engine quite a lot, and they've just refined some bits and pieces in it. So there a couple of things for me that that stand out as being blindingly obvious are the um, foliage hiding in foliage yep. mechanic and the crowd blending. Yeah, which yeah. is which is a lovely in a lovely Miami. mechanic to break line of sight with people who are suspicious yeah. of you. Yeah, it's it's very very well implemented and it's a bit assassin's creedy but it works it absolutely works for for agent 47 and the environments yeah. that he's in i think the um in the multi-threaded opportunities they seem very realistic this time around and, and purposeful scenarios which they did in the previous game but they just seem to be i don't know if they're a bit more darkly comic do you know I, I, the one thing I was thinking about Hitman Two is that it it has ramped up the the humour element mm, of it, yeah. not in a farcical way, but just in a really nice way. Things like the it's, it's just it's just got a bit more tongue in cheek humour about it. It's um, the mascot in Miami, and the levels are all just a bit just a bit brighter and more interesting. And there's more there's more interesting humorous stuff going yeah. on in them. I think I think Hitman. Because it was it was coming back after Absolution, I think it was it was trying to trying to bring itself back from that very dark, very serious tone that that Absolution had, and it's a little bit more straight laced. And then where they really started to let themselves go in in Hitman was in the the DLC that came and the the bonus yes. missions. Yes, but here yeah. they've they've kind of baked it all in. Yeah. Have you done the speaking? I mean, speaking of the mascot, have you done the um, the trophy for unleashing the pink army? No. Which one's that? You have to remind. So, me. That, in terms of darkly comic um, and, and, and just downright bizarre, that's the one where you actually turn every enemy AI. So it's not every NPC, but almost every AI that can spot you into a pink, uh, into a flamingo mascot. No. How? So this is convoluted, <laughs> and I did have to find a little bit of help to figure out how to get it. But basically, um, you will find a photograph of the mascot, the yep. flamingo, at some point. Um, and you know the room where you've got the AI in it, the automated guard? Yeah. That you can oh, there's a 3D printer. Into it. There's a 3D printer in there? No, you can scan a picture into it, and it shoots the target. Yes, that's it, yeah, yeah. Target. Yep. Um, you have to get the, one of the mascots into that room in front of that machine and scan the photograph to get it to shoot it. And at that point when you do that, aside from a trophy ding, it changes every AI into the mascot. <laughs> and there's just hordes of flamingos around. And how, awesome. how do you get the flamingo guy out there? It's surprisingly easy. Like a million coins. You know yeah. um you know when you first get the, the guy who's trying to um dupe the race driver. He's got the Oh the, the guy who wants you to get his up. keys. So you yeah. get him and if you take him through the security office in the parking garage, the back door of the security office, you're just up two flights of stairs and you're actually then on the level where that room is. 
and all you have to do is just drag him without being noticed. It's very simple and into the room. Now, you have got a guard in the room and the scientist, but the guards and the scientists just look at you really puzzled while you line him up and then scan <laughs> scan the photo. And, and that's it. Done. Fair enough. It's actually it's surprisingly simple, but how weird! I mean that that just beat that beats the kraken. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Sapienza. I mean that's just so strange. But I think that's what's good about Hitman is you've got such a serious game, and you've got the dark comedy, and then obviously you've got weird trophies like this, which was in the first one as well. Because if you and remember, was it was it the Rat Nightclub in Blood Money in the Opera House? <gasps> yes, they've always they've always had this kind of nonsense going on yeah very very strange but very um very interesting that with that particular trophy because it was when i was doing my my miami mastery i'd done everything else i'd done the level on the master difficulty i'd done everything and i sat there looking at it thinking i don't even know what i'm supposed to do and i ended up um i ended up googling it trying to find it and it's taken some time for people to figure out that 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 was it and for the other levels i'm assuming there's something equally strange or silly to do i've not got looking into those yet but but yes how do they think those things up i know we'll make it that they have to get that character there and then do something particular with them (laughs) i love it mad mad and brilliant at the same time yeah Uh, i'm just i'm just pleased they brought the briefcase back it's all i've been moaning about since 2016 so you know i'm happy and how are you enjoying your briefcase i love my briefcase it's not, you know, it's not often I find you need or want to do any sniping, and it's not for lack of sniper points. If I'm honest, you know, there's lots of brilliant positions to snipe from. They're kind of, again, I think they've they've taken that on board and given you opportunities to do that if you want to. Um, but it was always my bugbear about the whole, you know, well, I'll just grab a security guard uniform and whack it on my back, and then I'll be able to pick up my sniper rifle. But they've kind of they've tweaked that as well now, so. Even security guards, if they're wandering around with a sniper rifle, someone's going to go, well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it used to be like that, though, didn't it? In And I'm sure it was it was Blood Money that introduced it. Maybe it's even been in, in the Silent Assassin, but you had to wear the right weapon for the uniform. Yeah. You couldn't just carry anything. You had to have the right one. Otherwise, yeah. people would get suspicious. Which is in this game, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, that's what yeah. it's, it's come back to. It's yeah, back yeah I think you, you're pretty good generally if you've got a security uniform. You can pretty much walk around with anything, but I think a sniper rifle is frowned upon by by all people. Well, the one thing I found with the briefcase is it, it's a much handier knockout tool than it is anything else. It's, <laughs> it's like an instant <laughs> takedown, isn't it? The homing, the homing missile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you throw it at distance, but just being able to—it's actually just having something in your hand. You don't don't need to find a wrench or a hammer or anything. You've just got your briefcase and just thunk. Yeah, <laughs> gone. Yeah. There's no choke out time or anything. It's the number of times I've been playing the game and just kind of forgotten I'm carrying the briefcase and been expecting to subtly subdue someone, and then all of a sudden thunk, and you're like, oh god, yeah. I look, Oops. I look really painful. <laughs> It's, it's better than accidentally shooting someone in the back. Oh, God, you accidentally, <laughs> you accidentally shoot someone in the back twice, one occasion, and it's all people ever talk about. Mm-hmm. Remember that time you shot that poor security guard? <laughs> he hasn't got out there yet, but we even did a special gif of that. Oh, I feel so sorry for his family. I've made up a whole backstory. It's shocking. Yeah, it's... Um, it, it's 
a great inclusion is the briefcase being able to put anything in there carry stuff around it'd probably be quite nice if you could maybe carry a few more things in it given if you're not putting a sniper rifle in it maybe what like your week shopping or something, or something. yeah yeah why not loaf of bread <laughs> tin of beans <laughs> good distraction tool yeah you know several remote mines rather than just one because <laughs> yeah. that could be quite fun um, but yeah it's uh, i think you'd already said it ali whilst there's there's new mechanics that they've put in there actually the real effort has gone into the level design yeah and i yeah, don't think there's yeah. anything more apparent than on, on that level design than when you get to the final level it's set on an island with a bit of a it's almost like a monastery castle type place and that is it's like linda's absolutely far, insane yeah, it's brutal. That is probably one of the most brutal levels in Hitman history, yeah, I'd you say. You have to have the right disguise every place you go, otherwise you're not making any progress. Yeah. But when you do work out what those disguises are, you suddenly are seeing opportunity everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it, although it's one of the most brutal ones, once you've managed to infiltrate in and you can kind of pick your way around the level, it's one of the most rewarding ones as well. Once you're in... The thing I found about it, I don't know what I don't know what your feeling is or what your play style is, but Hitman twenty sixteen I I didn't find as forgiving as this, and I'm sure it's I'm sure it probably evolved in Hitman as well as they were releasing more content. But I find here I'm not constantly reloading saves when I'm playing the game for the first time. Actually, if something goes awry, you can deal with the situation usually reasonably cleanly. I mean, okay, a couple of people may die, but it's not all-out war yeah and, no. and you you can disappear a bit as well because you've got the the bushes you can hide in and groups of people yeah it feels if you're quick enough it feels to me like I, i've had a lot more where i've a lot more kind of levels where i've been encouraged to actually play on and work through my mistakes and find a way around yeah. it and, and get back on track to yeah. finish the level yeah. than doing a reload that's it. Your, re- your reload tends to be if you're just doggedly trying to stick to the silent assassin. Yeah, or if, or if it goes up full-on combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like with the, the previous game and all the other games, full-on combat, you're not really surviving. It's not that type of game. You're not meant to take everybody on. Maybe with the exception of contracts that demanded you minigun everybody down in the last level. But um, <laughs> I think this isn't, is it? As soon as you've got two or three on you, 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 can, you know you're going to be dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very forgiving in that that way. No. The um, US neighbourhood level was one that I kept getting um, into quite a lot of hot water and having to take out Secret Service guys, and I did end up reloading quite a lot in that one. But that's a surprisingly big level. I was expecting something on a par with a new life. Yeah, which was, was you actually, know, a couple of houses. Actually, one of the street. smallest levels in Blood Money, wasn't it, that one? Yeah, uh, uh, but... Actually, this is quite substantial. Like you say, multi-layered again, at least three or four levels, mm. and it was it was nuts. And actually, having to get the guy, did you have to get the guy out? Or was that another level? That's the last one, isn't it? To extract somebody. That's, yeah, that's the last that's one. The island, isn't it? Was that the I, island I mean, you have to extract the, the, the typical US home bit, the, the level that you're on about. I think I, the, and I don't mean this in a bad way because it wasn't boring, boring. I did find that the the dullest of all the levels. There were some good bits in it, but for me it was just kind of right, right, go there, go there, pick up a bit of intel. I think you had to do on that one. Was that the first mission? You had to start gathering 
bits of extra yeah, it intel. Wasn't, it wasn't just the targets, was it? There was yeah. something else to do. Which was good. Like I say, I still enjoyed it, but it was just... I think that might be towards the bottom of the list of my levels for Hitman 2. I think that's... Um, I think it's a grower when yeah. you go back in for mastery. Because I think it's like like with a lot of them, when, when you go back at it a second time and you start discovering new things and new routes and new, new ways of tackling certain problems... Because there was a lot I know I didn't actually look at. There were several right. routes between houses. There were a couple of houses I didn't explore. Um, so I think there's going to be more more to yeah, get from rough. that. Um, as there is with Mumbai as well, because I only, I only did that one particular way, and that was just... <sighs> Mumbai's mental. Oh, it's like a rabbit maze. You see, I, I really enjoyed that the first time I played it because I think I just had a lucky run. It just all kind of played out, and it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily the clean. Like I said, it wasn't the cleanest run. There were things I needed to deal with, but it was. It was good fun. It, it worked out really well, and it. It felt, you know, it wasn't an absolute catastrophe. But I, I, I kind of agree. It's like, um, you know, when you listen to an album for the first time, yeah. And there's always like an album track that you kind of skip through, and then as the years go by, you listen to it more, and one day you suddenly realise that track that you never enjoyed is suddenly your favourite one on the album. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Paris. All right, it's not my <laughs> not my favourite one from the first Hitman game, but actually having gone back and done the mastery and everything else again, uh, I realise it's actually quite a nice level. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, it was a proper showcase of the of what they could do. I think I think because we felt almost stuck with it. I think I think we had too much of it. Yeah, and of course most of the um, most of the elusive contracts and everything were in it as well. Because yeah, you know, I think we just got a bit oversaturated yeah that was it absolutely oversaturated with paris and because as soon as sapienza came out i remember i was having the conversation at the time we all sat there and went this is what this game's all about oh yeah thank god yeah so i guess this is a good um a good segue that we could lead into because the biggest difference between hitman and hitman 2 is the fact that the original the, the first one of the new kind wherever we put it uh was episodic which i personally think worked really well apart from a few bits like the fact that they overused paris and whatnot but i think it for me it focused me on those levels more and i didn't feel like i spanked my load too quick going through the game dead quick because obviously it was spread out over however many months um whereas with this one it's bang in your face off you go and if you want to you can do it all in a week yeah you can do it all in a, a day yeah quite easily but i think I think it had, you're right. It had its benefits to the episodic in that it forced you to go back and do the repetition that's required to to get the most out of this game. Mm. Hitman Two does suffer that risk that that you could just do through it once and go, well, hang on, that's a that's an eight hour game. Why why have I spent forty quid on it, fifty quid on it, eighty? Yeah, because for me, it felt shorter. Yeah. It's not by any means, but it's just how it feels. I deliberately didn't plough through, and I I played each level a few times to try and build up the mastery and yeah. and do it that way. It's almost bizarre, and it was, it's almost kind of made me not want to push through and do that because of the experience of the episodic content. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I just think the episodic model just didn't work. And it's a shame, because it's a nice way of delivering a game like that. Yeah, yeah, especially for Hitman, yeah. I think, that, and it's always always going to be the, the issue, it's the frequency of content. Because we didn't, get, we didn't actually get clear dates for everything. We, we kind of knew what months... Things were supposed yeah, to be and the, coming, and the schedule, but it was a long time before we even knew 
that Japan was coming. The schedule kept changing so frequently as well in, in the run up to it first being launched is that you just kind of yeah. you just kind of sat and thought, oh well, whatever. <laughs> they cancelled all the um, pre orders of, of the game, didn't they? Oh yeah, and you had to you had to yeah. re up. Yeah, we didn't you? Yeah. had it on order for quite a while, and then they cancelled them all and replaced yeah. them at the, at the you know the price that you you'd committed to. But but yeah, there was a, there was a lot of sort of faffing around with it. I think it's because the, the first game as well was released a little broken. There was issues with the online because you had to be online oh, yeah. to play it and a few other little bugs here and there. Yeah, I mean, you still do need to be online for your, your proper mastery, don't you? And everything. Yeah. The one, the one thing about the episodic nature of it which really blew me away was how much they improved the game between episodes. Yes. And every time yeah. there was an update, you'd, you'd see it in the way they tweak the mechanics and the HUDs and everything mm. else on screen, or, you know, the on-screen presentation. You, the way they'd show you if items are illegal and stuff like that and the trespassing. It was really nice to see all the tweaks they made along yeah. the way like that because I do, I do think there would be a danger that if that had been released as a one-off by ScreenX, it wouldn't have had that support. And if you think, um, we used to get questionnaires, didn't we, about two or three weeks after each... Yeah. level released. What can we do? Bring yeah. us the briefcase back. Bring us the briefcase yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, that's all you ever said. Yeah, it worked, didn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. But, clearly but, listening but, to but it was quite clear they were taking they were taking that feedback. So Ali, when you chatted to Sven, you were saying that they were taking that player feedback. They were looking at how people played the game, how they played it, yeah. which they didn't expect. Um, yeah. And we started to use that in things that we can do. I don't know if you guys have spotted it for Hitman 2. They're running on the social media. They um, The Hitman account is featuring the most impressive kills. I have yes, seen I've that, seen yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's that one where that guy just randomly lands in a, a fountain. Have you seen that? It's the, he, takes the, um, he takes the Mafia boss out, doesn't he, in Sapienza. He uses, um, it must be the breaching charge and a couple of bits of extra explosive, triggers it from across <laughs> the map. There. And it, it just, yeah, launches <laughs> and lands in the well on the other side of the map. Brilliant. The one I like was Miami. Um, which I've seen somebody do. It was. Uh, it, it might not have been on the Twitter feed, but I think it was in an interview with the devs when they were talking about stuff like that and how the the players are using the tools given to them. If somebody puts like a mine, an explosive mine, a remote trigger mine down on the floor, and then they put another mine in a briefcase. They put the briefcase on top of the mine on the floor. Yeah. They detonate the mine on the floor. The briefcase goes flying up into the air. Oh, it's, uh, and it's it's outside on the like the marina bit in Miami. It's flying off into the um, the Kronstadt building, and they give it about two or three seconds, and then they detonate the mine in the briefcase, and it kills Robert Knox. <laughs> wow! How I don't even. <laughs> it was amazing. I guess people just not get bored, but they just get creative because they're like, right, yeah. how can I kill this person? It was phenomenal. Because Sven was on about how that someone did something similar, but with a. Um, uh, Fire extinguisher. It was so the one in Paris. A, a mine down, fire extinguisher, yeah. shot the landmine, and then that went flying up through a window and killed someone. Yeah. It's, like. it's superb what they can do, and it's it's that constant, mm. it's that repetition that builds it, and they know exactly what's going on and what you can do and how to employ the systems. I think I think that's what's been fine-tuned the most in, in Hitman 2. It's those systems and their accessibility. I think you mentioned yeah. it earlier on, where because it's slightly more forgiving than the last game, which may have come through through the through the updates, it does encourage you to experiment a lot more and try all those mm. weird and wonderful things and just be a little bit more daring. The one, speaking yeah, yeah. of speaking yeah. of being daring, I think the one thing I wish they'd done. All right, maybe they've they've kind of started to wrap up the story arc they had going, but 
clearly there's there's somewhere they're going with it. Well, there's two there's two more levels to come, isn't there for for yeah. this? That's what's with the season pass. Yeah, okay. So it's gonna it's gonna at least take the story a little bit further, but I don't think it's gonna wrap it up. I think with this world of assassination thing, I think they've kind of missed a trick in that really far more interesting way to present this game would be just on a global map with you know maybe however many levels you have maybe it'd be six maybe it'd be eight ten a dozen whatever yeah just on a global map just as pinpoints and you can literally go through play them in any order which you can do now you can you can play the games out of order you can play the levels out of order but obviously there is there's story and stuff that flows between them but i would just love to see like a series of international contracts that 47 has to take on and each one has that you know really nice almost stop motion animation style it's not stop motion is it you know what i mean that kind of comic book-esque style yeah. introduction explaining exactly why you're going after these people who the client is yeah. what the conditions are and then and then off we go I, I kind of i think they could have stripped it right back to literally you are a hitman yeah. off you go and do your job why why do we need this narrative arc I, I think because it's a tough sell with publishers not to have a narrative Story. in a, a big budget yeah. game if i'm honest i think that's i think that's a challenge for for what is not a niche title, but still, I think it's still borderline mainstream. I don't think it's quite crossed over. The rumours are that it's not selling very well. Yeah, I've heard that. No, and it's, featured, yeah, it's featured in I'd sales already. Um, but then, it's saying that it came out a week after Red Dead. So, you yeah. know, everything suffered up against Red Dead. Battlefield 5 went into sale less than seven days after it came out. Yeah. And Tomb Raider did something similar. There's a lot of games that have, yeah. uh, even the latest Call of Duty, um, there's a lot of big games that have come out. And basically, it's just Red Dead Redemption's come out and done a big <laughs> you. <laughs> we're here. We've come to rock the party. <laughs> they've, they've, they've been, yeah, they were always, always going to take the sales off others. Plus, you're coming yeah. to Christmas, people hold off. They don't know what they're going to get. I hope it's just 20 something pounds on. on Xbox. You see, it's just so cheap. I mean, we've seen it in it was Argus selling it for twenty quid. Yeah, on, on all platforms, something. it's it's. I hope the player base continues and the loyalty stays with the players, and that's probably where the elusive targets and the online content comes in, because there's always yeah. a reason to go back. I do, I do fear that based on the sales, there's a chance we may not see a third or or, you know, another iteration. Mm. When you look at when you look at the numbers. Fallout seventy six did in comparison, and that's you know that's a steaming pile of garbage. This this game has actually been really really well received by critics and gamers alike, but it's just not done the numbers. What were they saying? It's done something like ninety percent less than Absolution did in its first week or something. And I suppose that's physical sales as well. We don't know necessarily what the digital sales figures were, but the it didn't make a massive impact on the charts. Yeah. It's it's a shame because it's a phenomenal game, and if you yeah. if you were Anywhere near the fence, let alone sitting on it, I urge you to jump right over and, and get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just hoping that a lot of people have waited until Christmas or until sales. It's a shame to not get it at full price and show you your commitment to a, a studio that's gone through some tough times. They're Danish. We like the Danes. There's no denying. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, to go from being with Square and we're all like, that's it. We're not going to have another Hitman game. Because we don't know what's going to happen to IO, and they've gone right. We'll just we'll buy the rights to that. Thank you very much. And we thought 
they could be one of the biggest indie devs, if you like, go in and then partner up with Warner Brothers. It seems to have fallen on the feet quite well, but then not to get the support for the game would just be a crying shame. It it would be. And I'm, I, it's one of those that I'm actually now wondering, now that they've got the base in and they've got the the content delivery and the way it all works, is it going to be the type of thing where they will do level at a time releases? And maybe yeah. we won't see a next season of Hitman or whatever. Maybe it will return back to almost an episodic. Do you know I release. could live with that? I'd be quite happy with that. And maybe yeah. maybe, maybe they even take a route like you, you said, Andy. Maybe they scrap the story, wrap that up with the, the two additional levels that we know are coming. Um, and then after that, turn it into more like contracts, which was just a series of separate you know, you could still have story beats and elements to it through the contracts and stuff that you do, but it doesn't have to be an overarching story about betrayal and 47 and where he's come from, because come on, we've, we've seen loads of that in all the games now, and yeah, quite frankly, it, I just yeah. want to go and kill interesting and unusual people in strange and <laughs> <laughs> ways. Yeah, That's what I want to do. They can do it, and and doing it that way also gauges how long you continue the support. Because how many people buy the packs? It just gives you that guide, doesn't it? And the longer they leave it, the more it's gonna it's gonna kind of wane. The, one of the best things that could happen, I think, to it too at the moment, to be honest, is hit PS Plus first six months of next year. I think the, 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 a couple of things they could do to improve it. I, I would hate to see it on something for free so soon. Because I think that shows that it's really struggling. If it Whether it goes on the, it the Game Pass before it goes free, I know that is kind of free, but they get a kickback from that. Well, they get um, you know, let's, let's be blunt, mate. They get paid for it going on oh, yeah. for it going on PS Plus or or games with gold. Yeah, true. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they yeah. get paid for that. And the um, the information that we've been given in the past as well, though, is that when something hits the free service, um, revenues go up as well because DLC and things tend to get bought. Yeah. To go well, yeah, with it. it. And be. if you think there's the entire Hitman 1 backwards compatibility pack. So if you don't own the original game and you get Hitman 2, you can buy it. True. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it might be a good yeah. thing to do. Yes, it's a bit of a slap for those of us that pre-ordered it, paid full price, and several months later it's free. But actually, if that saves such a critically acclaimed game... Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed how much outside Xbox have been pushing this. They've always been very much pro Hitman, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. the three ways to play series, and there's a lot of other content out there that, that's demonstrating it and showing it. And if that's not driving the numbers, I mean, what else can you do? I'd love to see cross compatibility as well, like with the contracts and stuff. Just, just make it cross games. Do you, uh, do you know? Once, I think we've been saying it since since Absolution Never. or since since 2016, but the the contracts is great fun. It just needs to be easier to share them. Still. Yeah, it's quite painful. I got that I got that one from from you. Yeah, but didn't I didn't I have to take a screenshot of it and send it to you in a in like a hangouts message or something? Yeah, and then I had to I had to type the reference number in and find it. Then I got to have oh one go to beat your score. Um but it didn't tell me there was only one opportunity to do that. And after that it didn't matter how many times I played, you just don't get scored again. Yeah, I I couldn't believe that either. I'm and I think we need to, we should feed that back to them because that is rubbish. If you only get one go at something, you know, the whole point of it is that you you play it, you trial and error it, and then you you eventually work your way to Silent Assassin. And if the contracts mode only gives you one shot at it, then 
Where's, where's the fun in the back and forth between people? Because that was that was it in Absolution. Was we had so much fun just back and forth trying to trying to yeah. slightly best each other's scores on those King contracts. of Chinatown. That's the one we were constantly doing, and you're finding new and more unique ways to get that score up. And yeah, that with this one, I, I could play it as many times as I want, but I was only scored for the first attempt. And when you don't know what the other player's done, other than the disguises they've used, which again, potentially is half the, weapons, the fun of that contracts mode. In fact, I had a lovely thought the other day, which was I was just gonna, I was just gonna like walk through the crowd in Miami, you know, in the grandstand, yeah. and just randomly mark one or two people at opposite ends of the grandstand and snipe them from somewhere, and then <laughs> and then not put I'd use a sniper rifle in the description <laughs> it's no it's it's a great idea i think there's long, longevity in that yep. there's the, the elusive targets they, they started off with a bang sean bean yeah they yeah. got bbc <laughs> coverage of it to to really go to town on it it was it was excellent i think the elusive target time frame is much better this time as well two weeks to have a go it was 48 hours last time or 72 hours was just too tight yeah and it's it's interesting that time that time got stretched out more and more as the series went on, didn't it? Yes, it did, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think the the latest one, the day we're recording this, the latest one went live the day before. So we've got two weeks to get through that one. Uh, they've brought the holiday hoarders back, uh, obviously updated mechanics and allowed um, additional costumes that are going to come from it this time. It's kind of a shame that they've brought that back, though, as the Christmas thing. Do you you prefer to see something new? I'd love to have seen mm. something new in in one of the new levels. I'd have loved to have seen a like a Christmas in Miami. Yeah, or even that. Um, the, I can't never remember the name of the level, but that town, that American Whitting- town that you go Whittington to. Creek is that the one? Oh yeah, yeah. and just deck oh, that, that out been... like there's inflatable snowman everywhere and all sorts. of you stuff. You could have properly made that look like Kevin McAllister's neighborhood in in Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it's not. Don't get me wrong, it's nice, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bulk at free content. Um, it just would have been it would have been nice to have seen something new. I understand that they they've got development pressures and other stuff going on, and and I I totally get it in the time yeah. scale that's available. Yeah, it would have been nice to have seen something new. Maybe that's next year. Yeah, well, let's let's hope. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about the the support that went on for Hitman 2016, that support finished a month before Hitman 2 came out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Or two yeah. months. It it was running for two years. So hopefully the same will be the same. In fact, actually, holiday holders was that. That was last. That was twenty seventeen Christmas, wasn't it? it? Was twenty? Who was it? Twenty sixteen. I thought it was twenty sixteen. Yeah. Support continued for a very long time for that, and as well as adding in, um, adding in now challenges for the uh, elusive contracts. As well. Not elusive. Sorry, not elusive contracts. The um, featured contracts. Yes, challenges. But actually, it's a good point on the elusive contracts that there are the um, almost story element objectives and opportunities to have a go at as well. It's, yep. um, they, they've, they've tweaked and refined the whole way the online element works and I'm liking, I'm liking the way it is. Um, and then the, fi- the final thing that actually we've not really talked about in fact there are two things we've not talked about Christ we're going to be going a bit longer. Ghost mode which is the toe in the water of the online competitive still not played it and sniper assassin which is the toe in the water for the co-op and they they have said we are looking at expanding both these things so there's supposed to be more sniper challenge maps coming or at least one more 
Um, and there's, there'll be an expansion, some form of ghost mode or in different type of multiplayer mode that fits with the Hitman universe. That sniper mode was lovely. What did we get to in that? We get to like something like 29th in the world. We were top, we were, I'm sure we were in top 30 in the pre release version. It is in the main game now um, and has trophies and things attached to it. So we do need to go back and have another go. But cool. it's, um, yeah, it, it's superbly well done and works really well as a communicative co-op outing you have to talk to each other but when you do scores start coming in kill everyone (laughs) (laughs) there's lots of three two one shoot (laughs) we did we did become vaguely proficient so it's yeah i think there's a lot more scope to come in um and it was um there's, there's, there's tons more they can do just with those two elements and you know we've just spent the last half hour to 40 minutes only talking about the single player piece yeah i mean for me personally i'm on the xbox you guys are on the ps4 so that's my multiplayer side of it gone hold on (laughs) let me me break out the violin (laughs) yeah you chose your platform (laughs) we're not getting to debate about this yeah Yeah, i did (laughs) well knowing full well we were both gonna get it on the ps4 you chose your platform so whatever i've got a briefcase (laughs) I'm happy. <laughs> You'll be picking it up cheap in the sale, won't you? <laughs> Wait for it to no. come up here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't double dip on games. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, so listeners, this is, this has come out on the first of January. We recorded it mid December, and Ali's already bought it on PS4. I was going to say the, <laughs> the January the January sale started in uh, mid December. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's actually we. We talked about these, but these small, these compact levels that multi-layered, tight and complex, but it's actually a massive game. Yeah. And the fact that pre-talking, a bit pre-record, we were talking about how long we spent playing various games from some stats from the PSN. And two of us here have Hitman 2016 featured in our top three longest played games. Yep. That's an indication of just how much life there is in it. Yeah, I don't, I'll have to check on xbox what how much time i put into this one i think i put a fair amount in um they have like a a club or something they call it where you can go in and check the stats of your games um, yeah so i'll have to check and report back on that one it delivered the game yeah. i was expecting um the game i wanted and has left enough there for me to have the confidence that they can develop it and keep on giving me that that great feeling that you get playing these games, I, I've no doubt it will it will continue to amaze and astound and provide a lot of fun moments. We know they're listening anyway because they put the the race car level. Let's go. We see the level. The only level that we're missing now is the um, the the gaming expo level that we we proposed. So let's just see if that's one of the bonus ones. <laughs> anyway, so okay to sum sum this up. I, I mean, I've said what I I think of Hitman Two. Um, I'm assuming you both like the game. That's why we've been talking about it for so long. But um, go on, Ali, give, give me your last thoughts on it. Um, yeah, it's a shame that it's not doing as well in the charts and things. Um, with it being in a sale, you've you've got to buy it if you're a fan of the other games, or even if what we've talked about has interested you, just just get it. Um, there's a few videos that you've done, Matt, with Andy on on the YouTube channel. Yeah, we've got we've got some Hitman Two content up. If you want to go and have a look and. Um, see what it's about um there's the so the bits there or just google it anyway because there's there's a yeah. ton of content there is um i'm going to give him a plug at youtube there's a guy called mr freeze mr freeze yeah he is 
amazing all of them go and check his stuff out if you really want to see what this game can do and then andy go on then sum it up for us i think it's just look i'm i'm a scientist and we're all about you you know it's not always about innovation sometimes it's about iteration and this is exactly what it is hitman 2 is a successful iteration on what was already a game that was evolving really nicely under the episodic nature of, of hitman 2016 it's brilliant it's really good. Don't worry if people are saying, "Oh, yeah, but the cutscene style has changed." Who gives a shit? No one. You're not there to watch yeah. the cutscenes, really. They're just an incidental part of it. What you're there to do is to uh, push people into wood chippers and to surreptitiously seduce people and then poison them. That kind of thing. It's brilliant. It's an absolutely brilliant game. Just don't hesitate. Go, go, get it. Honestly, and IOI are just brilliant little developers who deserve praise to be heaped upon them and not to be picked apart for trivial little details because their commitment to the franchise once again just shines through. Yes, I mean we we are uh, twenty years. Is it twenty years of Hitman? Yeah, or coming up to it's a long enough time. I think I think it's getting close. And absolutely, there's a lot of studios. Let's be blunt. There's a lot of studios who developed games that were passion projects that got in bed with bigger developers who were either pushed out or left when when things weren't you know as as they wanted them to be and these guys have absolutely stuck with it and they've they've been through this divorce with Enix and somehow they've kept the ip i don't know what kind of deal they pulled together to to be able to do that you know let's be blunt let's be blunt the i the ip was was probably the only thing of any value to Enix. maybe maybe they gave them kane and lynch Okay, here's the deal. If you keep Kane and Lynch, we'll give you Hitman. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah. but you know, the the tenacity of these guys is phenomenal and they deserve they deserve a round of applause for that. Yeah. yeah. And then to put out to put out a game of this this quality and yeah, it's just like I said, it's just an iteration on the other game, but it is it is a significant iteration in such a short time frame after all of that happening, you know. Fair play to them. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it must be a lot of disruption as we know moving with all the change that they've had going from Square to, to Warner and well initially it was independent then to Warner and stuff it's then to pump out a game of this quality it's well done yeah. that's one of our three that we're focusing on with uh, a series of podcasts let's see what's up next as in we're not going to give you a tease we'd, you'll just have to listen oh right, bye then <laughs> yeah bye All right, thanks very much guys um, thanks for your thoughts on Hitman And we'll be back very, very soon with the next game. Bye. Bye. Bye.